welcome to another 1905 podcast. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping as normal. We probably will swear because we can't help ourselves. So if it's not for you, I guess don't listen. Um, before actually I turn you over to um, Ash, who's hosting today, um, when we did our last podcast and it went out, Shem, um, our friend, retweeted it. Really annoyed that none of us can say Hakeem's name. So I kindly asked, asked him if he'd kindly voice note me with the correct pronunciation and it's Ziesh. So can we try and get it right? Because we spend half our podcast trying to get it right. So, yeah, agreed. <laughs> thank you, Shem. Cheers, mate. Thank you, Shem. I've even, Much appreciated. I've follow, following Shem's advice, I've even, in my notes for this one, I've even spelt it with an S-H so at the have end. So I. To remind myself. <laughs> I actually said to Shem, I said, if I can't get it right, I'm just going to call him Hakeem. I can't go wrong with that yeah. one. Uh, you should just change the way you spelt, you spelt it. it. Makes it easier for all of us. <laughs> yeah. well, but, but anyway, anyway, um, yeah, thanks for that. Thank you, Shem. Thank uh, you. Ash here. And I'm joined, as you can tell, by Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Hiya. Jordan. Hello, mate. Hello. And Rick. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Oh, they're so lucky they've got doing? four of us. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> Very well. It's a four ball. Yeah. It's a foursome tonight. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're here to pour over a 4-1 dismantling of Sheffield United. Yes. Um, I think oh, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll come to it, but I think at the start it, it looked like it wasn't going to be that kind of game, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, and I just want to say as well, there's going to be plenty of time later in this pod for us to cream ourselves over the performance of Ziesh. Oh. So um, avoid that temptation for now, please, guys. We'll, we'll focus on him. And him only for a bit later on in the pod. I might do um, you and Renz and just throw it in there now. No, just mention that we're going to come back to it later. That's what I did, didn't I? <laughs> but I won't say what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> right, so first things first. I mean, this is a team, Sheffield United, have given us a lot of problems over the past 12 months. Um, we've conceded, last season we played them twice, conceded five. And we, we didn't beat them. So the, 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 the line-up, first of all, um, I think we've said before the back line picks itself. Surely that's the case now, right? That's got to be oh, dead. Agree, great, mate. Mm. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. yeah. Rick, it looks, what, what, it's too uh, good to uh, it's too good to muck about with now. Yeah, particularly with with Zuma and and Silva. Rick, Reese, step back in. You know, again instead of Dave, he's he's looking more and more like our first choice right back now. Is that? Are you happy to see that, or do you think Dave's still got a lot to offer there? No, I think Reese is nailed on. Um, I don't think he should ever step out, if I'm being honest. Um, oh, he's grown in confidence. Yeah, especially defensively. Um, that was the side of his game. He sometimes switched off at set pieces. Uh, any balls into the box at the back post, he'd switch off sometimes and get beat for headers. But I think he's come on a bundle there now. And that's the side of his game he needed to sharpen up on. And I feel like he's really yeah. sharped up there. So that's his role to lose now I think that's his shirt to lose yeah I agree yeah. with you I think he's, he looks like he's having so much fun these days um he's covering like the uh the right hand side just perfectly and whipping mm. balls in and just genuinely they all look like they're having a nice time so I mean yeah. do you yeah. want to really break that up unless you absolutely have to obviously I think there's going to be points where he's going to need a rest and 
Dave will come in, but I think that's where we're at now, isn't it? Dave's just deputising. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Jordan, do you think Dave is now just deputising, or what else does he? What else does he bring? You know, what else does Dave bring to this this squad at the moment? And do you think you'd keep him on for another season at the end of this one? Or yeah, definitely. I, I, I do think that he should carry on. He's got that. Um, I wouldn't say sort of. He's got experience, but I won't call it leadership. Um, really. I know he's done a couple of good glimpses, like taking the ball off of uh, Tammy when he wanted to nick the penalty off of uh, Jorginho yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, and I, to be fair, mate, I was just about to say, is obviously I want Rich James to keep doing what he's doing. He's killing it. And it's a nice mm. to have someone like Asbel Equator to have him as a backup, if let's say. Um, mm. It's sort of like not a massive... It's not like a massive like drop in um oh come on wake up quality. a massive drop yeah that's it yeah massive yeah. difference in quality yeah, yeah. and I, what I will say is um after the game uh, Aspilicueta did jump on socials um and I think the kind of message he's putting out is leadership you know because he's 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 still very much part of the squad in terms of his character um. And, you know, he put out there, it was a fantastic performance and a great three points and whatever it was. But he's, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't, doesn't have to do that. But I'm glad that he is doing that. Um, on that subject, really quickly, we didn't talk about it in the last pod and I kicked myself afterwards. I just want to go back to the, the, the last pod and just big up Georgie as well, because even though he didn't feature in this game, well, he did feature but didn't start. Um, Georgie how he handled Werner becoming the penalty taker and what he said in his interview after the game last time. I just wanted to draw attention. I think he takes a lot of flack. Yeah, um, I, I make notes on that as well. Yeah, and then forgot yeah. to say. He's, he's, he's a system player, which doesn't always suit us. But I think he's, he's, he's carrying himself quite well. Um, he he was so of, professional in his interview where they actually yeah, threw exactly. the question straight at him and he just, he basically said the nuts and bolts of it were, he doesn't care who's taking the penalties as long as they go in. And if Werner is smashing exactly. them in, he is more than happy for the team. So fair play to him because I imagine that probably did feel a bit of a kick in the nuts, but he's, he's handled yeah. it well and he's got the right attitude. So you can't ask for any more than that. Exactly that. So, I mean, that takes us nicely on from, we, well, we all agreed the back five is settled, um, goalkeeper and defenders, and that's the four at the back with three midfielders, three attackers. So the midfield three yesterday against Sheffield United, we saw, obviously, Kante sitting in the deeper role, but because of Havertz's coronavirus, um, he's still missing. So we saw Kovacic come in and Mount playing in those two sort of number eight roles, but I think Kovacic does tend to sit a little bit deeper than that he didn't all game um and i've had a couple of mixed opinions including mine on on Kovacic. so tracy what did you think of that midfield three um in terms of performance but in terms of you know what we're going to do going forwards as well uh i'll be honest i, w I wasn't disappointed to see Kovacic in um but I don't know whether I'm one of the very few, judging by what I've seen, who actually didn't think Kovacic played that well in the first half. Um, yeah. Obviously, he was part of the goal and, and, and that was great. But it didn't look like Kovacic. And I felt like that even the last game he played. I, I don't know whether that's he needs game time or a run of games to be his full self. But I personally didn't think he was. And... 
but I've seen so many people like completely contrasted to everything I thought I thought I think even on match mm. of the day they they properly bigged him up and I was a little bit like I think he grew into the game but he yeah, just definitely. doesn't look like his normal self to me mm, Jordan what do you think did you think he had a good game I think it was all right um obviously you got the assist um like Tracy said, he grew into the game, but I definitely mm. don't feel like he's the same player as he was last year. Um, no. He, he, although we're improve, improving as a squad massively from last year, obviously he was probably, well, he was our best player, wasn't he? So, Do you think uh, it's because he, he yeah. needs to run a games then? Like to get, like to kind of get into his groove? I think, so. I do, I do think so. Um, but obviously, if Havertz was um, didn't have the Rona, then he would have obviously not played, or he would have only just featured, let's say. Yeah. Um, but if he wants to start having game time in his mind, he needs to start potentially, well, start stepping up a little bit better, um, or else you're not gonna, you know, apart from injuries, you're not gonna be able to have game time, basically. Or what you what you yeah. Want. Uh, I, I, I do think. Yeah, for me, it's. I, I, I do think he, he took his time to get into the game. A bit sloppy in possession. Um, and he just didn't seem to link up with anybody on a wavelength. Like, he just seemed, mm. you know, he was misreading the run or he wasn't making the right run. Rick, do you think he had a good game, first of all? That's the first question. Like, yes or no, I guess, with Kovacic? I completely disagree with all of you. I thought you played really well. Yeah, no, <laughs> lots of people really well. did. Yeah, lots yeah, that's of people did. Yeah, that's, that's fine, mate. I thought you played well. I like having different opinions. I, so, um, if, so then my, ne- my next question for you, Rick. Sorry, mate. My next question for you fine. is if, if he's had a good performance there, are you happy with him being our backup to Kai Havertz in that midfield three? Because just looking at it objectively, for me, I think now with Barkley and Ruben Loftus-Cheek out unknown, I think this is the first time at the start of the game where I didn't think he was having a good game it showed me a bit of a weakness in terms of squad depth that I didn't even realise we had that extra sort of more forward of the central midfielders. Do you think he's the right cover this season for that position? Do you think he'll grow into it a bit more because it's slightly different to the role he's played for us before? The way I saw the game was I didn't necessarily see him as being in that Havertz role for the whole 90 minutes. The way I saw it was him and Kante were interchanging. So if one sat, the other one went, and vice versa. Yeah, I think that. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily. I think he's a vital squad player to have because um, simply his ball retention. He's very good carrying the ball, um, mm-hmm. and whether that's starting, if everyone's fit, I'd probably say no because um, I think it's count count. <laughs> Done half Kante, half Mount there. I'll start that again. <laughs> um, Mason Kante. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I was in a world of my own then. Um, so I'm going to start that again. Um, so if everyone's fit, it's Kante sitting and it's Mount and Havertz. Um, yeah, those three so, pick themselves if they're fit and not tired or uh, whatever. And Yeah, I think we are starting to see our first 11, our first choice team now. I think it's obvious that that midfield three, like you just said, Mount, Kante and Havertz. I think, do we all agree there? 
Yeah, that is yeah. our first choice midfield and now. He has going to, back. Kante has to be there, man. If he's fit and ready, he has to be in that deeper role. Like, he got 90% pass accuracy, seven out of nine long balls completed, one assist, eight out of 11 duels, one, five tackles, two interceptions. Like, he yeah. played sick yesterday. I think so only one person him. beat his five tackles. Yeah. And obviously, Sheffield United had far less of the ball than we did. So. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, like, I think it's like the half an hour into the second half, it's like, we were like, it's like 82% possession at 18. Like, the second half, we completely rinsed them. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all good. Going I back think, to... Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, Dom. I just Go wanted on, to, because um, I don't really feel like I answered Ash very well. So I'm going to go back to it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it. Especially what you said about <laughs> squad depth. Yeah, about count. Yeah, yeah. Um, the squad depth part of your question, I wasn't really... There was a lot of uproar about Barkley going out on loan and lost his cheat going on loan. I wasn't really bothered about either, if I was being honest. Um mm-hmm. I think it was a positive thing for Loftus-Cheek, although he doesn't seem to be playing a lot for Fulham now at the moment. Um, yeah. But in terms of in terms of answering what you asked me about the squad depth, I think we're all right in that area, to be honest. I don't feel we're short in that area. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. I don't think we're short there. Good, good. And the other thing, of course, is, um, as we all know, Billy Gilmore's back in training. Yay! So, yeah, I'm so, so excited he... about that. I, th- I think we all want to see R- Ruben get back to his, you know, best. And I hope it's not another right. dead loan. I hope it's not another dead loan. I'm telling you something else as well. He's going to, once he's fit, Billy Gilmore, he's going to be starting a lot of games as well yeah, when he's fit. Well, He'll be starting a lot of I, games. I, th- I, I can see him being a, you know, a backup to, to maybe make some mount for this season when he's fit. I think he'll... St- There'll be some games he'll sit as well. There'll be some games he'll be the deepest player, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. so that, versatile. That, but then it's down to tactics and we'll see, you know, like you it's said. It's what he wants, Rick, who we're playing. Rick, about, about, yeah, you said about Kante and Kovacic swapping throughout the game. I yeah. Billy Gilmore will do that as well. And, especially if Havertz is not available and we perhaps don't have a recognised eight to go with or that you'd call a recognised eight. So having yeah. someone who can play an eight but interchange with Kante, I think is important if Havertz is not there. I think we always forget yeah. as well, like we, we are, we're only just about making a dent into the season, aren't we? I mean, all competition yeah. still to go. I think it's going to be, yeah, a lot of football still to come. So I think we are going to have to rest and yeah, I do mm, think Billy definitely. Gilmore will get quite a, Quite a, few He'll games. Play a lot of games, a lot yeah. of games. Yeah. So onto the forward three then. I think we all knew Tammy was going to start centrally. I think it was a safe assumption. And Werner on the left and uh, Ziesch on the right. Were you all happy with that? Well, was Tammy the right choice there? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's shown now. Um, I think it was the last pod we said that he seems to really be stepping up. He seems to have a really good um, relationship now with those that are around him um, and even proved with his goal, actually. Like Kovacic um, came in, pulled it back to him. Yeah, OK, kind of scuff a shot, but, it, you know, don't buy a ticket. Um, yeah, and I think he, I think that his movement is better. I think his hold-up play is better. And I would say the hold-up play was the one thing from last season that he uh, he really needed to work on. And I 
I feel like he's doing it. I mean, there were points no. he was holding it up in that game, and but there was no one else to pass it to. So um, yeah. he was doing the right thing, but no one else was kind of on the same page at that point. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I think I think yeah. that um, he's showing more this season, and I was already impressed with him last season. Definitely. Yeah, his hold up playing his pressing seems to have come on. Yeah. Quite a bit. My only concern after the opening. 10 15 minutes was that we were going to have to play some some high balls um get some crosses in and challenge their sort of taller defenders and i can't even remember the last time tammy scored a header um and i just I, with especially with zs on on the pitch i thought god you know maybe Giroud could have could have been a good shout for the game yeah, I was surprised he didn't, considering the fact I think we all knew they were going to play two bags of four for a bit and we were going to have to try and unlock them kind of by playing them mm. at their own game. Um, yeah. I was I was surprised, but actually I think by the end of it, thinking, well, no, we ended up getting it on the floor and yeah. playing them. Yeah, no, we did. We played our game eventually. So They the stepped up the though, didn't they? <laughs> They stepped up. Like yeah. uh, they didn't yeah, yeah, look yeah, as definitely. half as shocking as I was expecting. But then I guess. Well, that's it, and that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, the, the, you know, the bottom of the league. They've scored two goals. They've got one point, and then they play us, and we're at home. Bloody McGoldrick. We're a goal down. He doesn't score against anybody except Chelsea. I don't think does he? Don't I re- think, he only got picked no. to play against us because it's a given. It seems. Because it's, it's us. So yeah. strange. <laughs> Can't stand so, the guy. Like, Jordan, that, that, that conceding that goal, um, that first 10 minutes was pretty woeful from us. What do you think was going wrong? I just think that we've been... I just think the tactics of their corner was clever. It's really clever. Because I, I, I think they've obviously been studying us. Um, we've, we've improved massively uh, defending set pieces. And um, when the ball comes in, like quite a high ball comes in, nine times out of ten, because of an improvement so far, we get rid of it. We're clearing it, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, obviously, you know, Sheffield United, Chris Wilder's a great manager. Sheffield United have been clever. They must have been working on this easily. That's a, that's a training pitch exercise, <sighs> mate. I, I agree. I agree in part that is a training pitch exercise, but that didn't need to happen because we had two men there and they had two men. And unfortunately, I think what, what's happened is Kante's gone to close the ball down with Ziyech. Both of them have gone to close the ball down. And you can see in the replay, Ziyech points at the manager at the corner and tells Kante, go and pick him up. Pick mm. him up. He got very Kante annoyed. Kante has yeah. just ball watched, gone for the ball. And then, of course, the, the pass has gone back to the corner taker, who's you know, made a bit of ground, pulled it back, and that's where the goal's come from. And it wasn't the only time in the match that happened. I saw... Ziyech having another go at Kante for the same thing in the second half. So, I get what you're saying. He actually did get very annoyed, didn't he? Yeah. Very annoyed. He was literally telling him where to be and (laughs) just getting really getting the upper bow. That's a a winger as well, telling the defensive mid. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it it did feel like we saw, I think, in the space of two minutes, they have four corners, which is unreal. Um... And oh, but it was like, like bloody was... ping pong for about five of the minutes, wasn't it? Just and we didn't get the ball down on the day. We weren't so yeah. So like Rick, what that that opening ten minutes? What did you make of it, mate? Just think we. I'm not going to pay them too much credit. I think they took their chance, but we started 
extremely slowly that first 10 15 minutes and was that a bit of complacency we felt yeah 100 like we felt 100%. like we can't anymore 100% that's what it was and the goal woke us up it was the best thing that could have happened yeah i was quite happy yeah, when it went right. in i just thought now they're gonna kick now we'll wake up and we'll kick on and we did straight away yeah, it's yeah like we, a completely act- different yeah. Thing. we actually reacted very well yeah. to that rather than a yeah. heads down it was a shit okay now we need last to season on. Last season, we might have got one back before half time, and that would have ended up one all that game last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. still lost it. Yeah, mm. or we could have still lost it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But and it, then it was so, much better, much better attitude going one behind, much better. So then we obviously did see an equaliser, and it was the ball's played out to the touchline, and that cultured left foot of Ziesh has spotted a forward run from. So Kovacic of all people, Kovacic, yep, um, hitting the touchline and cutting it back for Tammy, who's kicked it into the ground. I think this point, just that goal, didn't just represent an equaliser for me. Um, I think it was that it was Ziyech's involvement, Kovacic doing, you know, getting there, getting into that position, and then Tammy making the most of his chance as well. Um, yeah, I. I, I I think it was a good move, a really good move. And it was a very difficult pass from Ziyech as well. And it was a good job Tammy actually scuffed it into the floor, really, because it it meant it looked over that defender who was kind of anticipating where it was going. So it worked in our favour, to be honest. And, yeah, the goalie got... Can I I hit a little stat for Tammy, please? Of course you can, my sweet. So only against Wolves and Nottingham Forest has Tammy Abraham scored... Wolves or Wolves? Was that Wolves? Wolverhampton, you mug. <laughs> <laughs> Only against Wolves and Nottingham Forest. Wolves. Fuck off. Has Tammy Abraham scored more English league goals than he has versus Sheffield United and he scored four in four against them? Oh, so so so, so he's he's on McGoldrick against them then. Yeah. Basically, he's only he scored six he scored six against um Wolves. And yeah. five against Oof. Nottingham Forest and four <laughs> against Sheffield United. Nice. Stat all. Stat all. Um, Mum would be well happy, all. Jordan. <sighs> you just get a slap ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mate. I love you. Yeah, um, anyways. <laughs> so so that, that goal's gone in. I think that was the, like Rick, like you just said, mate, that was it. That was the moment where the tide had turned. Can you cut the arse? The kick up the arse. We got that. Yeah. Obviously, we'd, we'd gone close moments earlier um, at the back post. Shot on target. His first of three, which was a game high, I think. Three shots on target. Ben Chilwell, left back. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, he popped up with the second goal. So, yeah. Can I just say before that, that though, um, when um, uh, Werner, uh, when, that wasn't that before Ben Chilwell? Uh, where he had hit the bar from that tight angle and they were grabbing yeah. hold of Tammy and it didn't even get looked at on VAR. I'm sure that was yeah, before the second goal. I mean, VAR can fuck off. Does anybody know VAR? No, I've actually made um, a little observation today where yesterday, none of the games I saw did... Uh, anyone look like they were reviewing we weren't seeing the screen telling us it was being no. reviewed we had the commentators, making super quick decisions now aren't they well, the commentators telling us that's been looked at oh well all of a sudden within 10 seconds they're making a decision these days so yesterday 
everybody was kicking off. All those games. Twitter was crazy about VAR yesterday. Yeah. And then fast forward to today's games. Every single game I've watched today and every single game they have taken two minutes to review the VAR and the referees in every single game today has gone to the side to look at the monitor. Wow. Is that because of the games that were being played? Do you think the teams that were involved? Spurs, or, Liverpool, City, the fact Wolves, that even Leicester. Match of the Day did a little poll last night to see who really liked it. Oh, of course. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They've given it a spotlight now that everybody's kicking off about it. So, lo and behold, today, everything is being checked correctly. Yeah. We are seeing on the screens. We're seeing the ref go to the monitor. No, none of those games yesterday. We were just being yeah, told well, that they were being checked. Yeah, and the handball thing, I just want to shout out to my mate Lewis, um, who came up with the idea that any handball in a box, if clearly not deliberate, should be penalised with an indirect free kick. Any yeah. obvious deliberate handball is a penalty, and just rule it like that. It's so and then ridiculous. Can review You're it. And if them. it hits an arm, but yeah, but anyway, everybody Vars, today, Vars everybody today has had a penalty because it's hit someone's hands, whether it's intentional yeah, or not. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's rubbish. How can a it's defender ridiculous. defend if he's got to have his hands down the side of his body for the entire time? It's impossible. You can't. That City penalty that De Bruyne missed today. Um, <laughs> that, that was, was awful. I, it was. I mean, it was an awful pen. But I, I, again, I don't think it really should have been given. It, it you can't, you can't go away there. But anyway, but the reason why they give anyway. that one is because they give the shit one at the start of the game. So, yeah. Yeah. But my point is, I think Tammy should have um, won a penalty there. He had two defenders yeah, crawling yeah. all over him, and apparently it was done, checked, but, but it wasn't. And Werner's gone for power, but yeah. Um, that, you know, Werner popping up on the back post there, Chilwell popping up on the back post twice um, in that first half, and once with a goal. Um, it came off his thigh, and <laughs> I, knew so, I don't know, did, they, did, everyone, <laughs> did everyone see? Um, oh, Jordan, you got a stat about Ben Chilwell? Yes, mate. Um, Chilwell has been directly involved in four goals in his three Premier League home games for Chelsea, two goals and two assists, as many as his 52 home appearances for Leicester. Oh, wow, look at that. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, he actually said in his um, post-match interview that uh, that was the one thing that Frank has been getting on to him, that he wants him <laughs> at that back post. And it's funny, you've just... Although he knew nothing about it, he, he, he also nicked Tammy's celebration. I mean, he's just rude. Not only has he like, <laughs> got a goal off his spine, know nothing about it, he does a Tammy Abraham celebration and then little Tammy punch, can't jump help and punch. but return <laughs> it by taking the piss out of the fact that he closed his eyes and turned away from the ball at that point. That yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's just good to see. It's good to see that banter. But um, thank you for... for taking me on to that trace because that was actually my next point oh, was um no 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 it's good i'm glad this is like that's the perfect link isn't it it's just working it's flowing um so yeah in that that interview afterwards the comments were about practicing hitting the back post now that we've got ziesh lampard's just telling chillwell get on that back post just follow in on that back post and you'll get goals and we're seeing that and that is a strange partnership a left full back and a, a right attacking player well, um, is he? Because Ziyech was everywhere yesterday. <laughs> Ziyech was everywhere, and we will come on to Ziyech. But we are starting to see some partnerships emerge now. We saw glimpses of Havertz and Tammy in the cup game. Mm -hmm. um, we've all spoken about Thiago and Kurt. 
And it looks like there are some partnerships forming on the pitch now that we're getting a fairly consistent starting 11 out. Ricky, yes. which partnerships on the pitch are your favourites to see Lincoln at the moment? And are there any that you would like to see more from? Um, very good question. Um, my favourite, I think, Ziesh and anyone, I yeah. think, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ziesh and anyone, because the thing is, without going too far ahead onto Ziesh, the most impressive thing about Ziesh is his work rate. And he's right mm -hmm. to left, left to right. The no whole trace, he said, and all he's over. Coming deep, it's almost, he's going long. Almost like he's got a free roll, yeah. Well, yeah, if you're, and if you're there free, he's picking you out. Yeah, yeah. and Don't him and anyone's good enough for me. Yeah, I agree. Now you can Anyone see else? why I said he was my favourite, going to be my favourite I can't, signing. I, I, I can't say anything different to Rick, to be honest. Yeah, no, Trace, partnerships? Um, you want to see a bit more I, of? Or? Well, I think we've spoken a lot on these pods about um, Zuma and uh, Silva. That has to remain. Them two are just, yeah, even for the goal, which obviously you'll talk about later. Oh, oh Trace just Tracy. Out, then. No, but oh, she's back now. She's back now. Oh, hello. She's back. It was seamless. She's, I think there has been a rumour that she fell off her chair, but she seems all right now, so we can continue. <laughs> we can continue, and we can promise everyone listening this will not be edited out either. This will be left in, I promise. <laughs> oh, Ricky gets my vote for man of the pod. Literally, I just got visions of people thinking that I've genuinely fallen off a chair and my legs and arms are all over. Uh, I tell you what, it resembled. It was like a black hole had just swallowed you up and you'd gone. <laughs> uh, but she's back. Now. Five she's minutes. Back. Get that it took her five minutes to get back on her stool. Have to have like a chair that they just chuck on the floor. So I might oh, have fallen off the so chair yeah. before. Um, <laughs> you, might, you might have come out. You, you might have come out the best answer in the world there about partnerships, but none of us heard it. So oh, I'm ask you to repeat sorry. Yourself. Yeah, I actually said. Obviously, we've spoken about before many times on the pod now about uh, Zuma and uh, Silva, um, and with the goal fast forward that, that even worked even better yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. But I have to agree. Well, I don't know. I think. Chilwell and anyone, and Ziyech and anyone mm -hmm. at the minute, and, and no, actually, and also Reese. He too was picking mm -hmm. balls in left, right, centre yesterday, and yeah, I just I, I'm so impressed with so many. It's actually hard to turn around and say yeah. who I prefer, who's linking up. I, mean, I think it's really important to have those sort of little partnerships all around the pitch. Like when I used yeah, to coach, pockets. I used yeah, to tell. I used to tell my, you know, my fullback and my winger. Used, I, I needed them to to do everything in training. They did everything together, and I needed centre backs and centre midfielders. And I think recent, recent Ziyech are starting to look very yeah. accomplished together. And I think that's gonna. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to see more from the two of them down so, the right yeah. side. I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of Mount and Werner. I'd like to see them improve in that connection on the pitch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I was, I was left. I was left a bit wanting from from Werner. At times, um, during the match yesterday, oh, but... we're so greedy. Like, three yeah, games, we are. Four no, games we, we, ago, we, we were perfection. whinging we about perfection. this, that, and the other, and now we've like whinging that we haven't got it. <laughs> He's better through the middle, though. I'm as much as I think, as much as I think Abraham's attitude's great, his work ethic's improved, no end. He's fought his way back into the team when everyone's fit. And available, 
Werner starts through the middle. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that happens. Werner starts through the middle. And there was, you know, a lot of people started saying, you know, Werner won't get space in behind in the Premier League because teams defend deep against us. But he's already finding it. And if anybody's going to pick it out, it's going to be Ziyech who's going to pick it out straight away. And that's... And, you know, we're going to do a proper feature on him, Ziyech, in a bit. But, yeah, I think at the start, similar to, to Kovacic yesterday, I think Werner did frustrate me a little bit. He was sort of running down like blind alleys and I found um, it was a bit unlucky. Easily losing the ball. I think his touch was a bit off. I just, it, mm. it didn't, it didn't seem in the match, but then, you know, it pops up the goal at the end and we'll come on to that. But, you know, the sign of a good striker is, you know, not 70 minutes of average play and then pop up with a goal. Yeah. Just always, always, always like ready to pull that trigger. Um, okay. So the third goal, uh, was another Ziyech delivery <laughs> finished off by none other than Thiago Silva. Yes, I was so happy oh, yeah. for him. His face made me happy. So yeah, I mean, obviously it was a it was a great header. Um, I think there's some photos popular like flo- floating around on Twitter, isn't there, of uh, Ziyech putting the ball down in the same spot against us for Ajax yes. when Ajax were beating us two wow. one, and then there's us. Two one up, and he's put the ball in the same position with the arm up. And I mean, we can we can probably get these photos like we can do something with them and stick them on our on our Twitter account. So um, keep keep your eyes peeled. Jordan's um, the man for that one. Just, yeah, Jordan's our photo guru. Let's get it done um, for these ready. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just I think a lot of the memes about that were just sort of saying, oh, you know, once you see this, you know, it's game over. And he's just put a pin perfect cross in from that dead ball. It was such a beautiful ball. Silva's just leapt. And he's leapt and it's off the top of his head over the keeper. And I mean, you don't say that. He's he's almost on the goal line where he's headed that in. But for me, the thing about that silver goal was the way it was celebrated. And he ran out and you could see what it meant to him. You could see he just, he was delighted to have scored for us. And Mm. The way his face team, made me so see. happy. Yeah, and bearing in mind he speaks little English at the moment, Reese, Tammy, Chili, all around him straight away. Did you smiling. see what Reese said to him? Reese, Reese started singing "Old Tiago Silver," <laughs> um, and it was just like it shows you what how impressive he is as a person because there's still a bit of a language barrier, but even the English lads, everybody in that team was psyched for him. Proper happy. Do you know what made me happy is his wife is on Instagram. Oh, I love her. Yeah. And his son's jumping on there. Like, yeah. Oh, mate. Yes. That's so. I, I was love gassed, gassed. I was a little bit yeah, upset I mean, about the whole thing. Can I? Can I be honest? Because I feel like what? now he's stolen my Zuma points from fantasy football league. <laughs> 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 I am so gassed yeah, up well. him. Zuma should have yeah. should have had his head on that, but he was too busy making sure the man didn't go with Silva. <laughs> yeah. It was but, so I mean, great though. Even, even the fact you're you're saying that about Zuma and Silva there, Trace. Last season, think back to last season, all of you spend a second, just think back to last season, right? With any clarity, tell me describe or remind me of two goals scored by centre backs. It just it seemed like a rare thing. It seemed like a like I, I don't remember any. 
I can we know, just give Ricky a minute? Because I'm sure he's going to think of a game that will be wrong. <laughs> oh, he will. He will. <laughs> I can only I, I just... remember... I can only remember one centre back even scoring a goal. That was Tamori against Tamori Wolves. at Wolves. Yeah, that's the only one I, I can can't remember. remember. I don't think there was another one. I feel one. like I feel like we were not a goal threat. Oh, I don't think we there. were not a goal threat from centre back. You know, did Alonso not the... score any last year? I mean, centre backs. Oh, okay. Centre-backs. But you got but to yeah, think. Just... Yeah, we used to have Terry and Cale. Exactly, like, Terry, who's the, 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 bon, the bon, Premier bon. League right. record holder for goal scores. Yeah, Galas as well, when he played centre-half, he scored some goals. Oh, I don't like that, man. <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, everyone we, I mentioned. I've got a special picture when I went Swear to the like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've always... We, you, it's been a while since we've been that threat. So to have Zuma and our silver pop up with Arne as well, it just shows, doesn't it? It just goes to show. Against a team that are quite good area, you know? Well, now I'm thinking, because I had Zuma pegged for like 20 goals this season. Uh, so now I'm thinking... 20 goals. Yeah, I think Silver's just nicked half of them for 10 each. We'll go that way. <laughs> oh, we'll <laughs> no, be happy joking that, aside, but... though, like, again, pinpoint accuracy with the passing, the yep. desire to get up there, the... the the way that the team are working together to ensure that the space is there for that person. Like, it, it's everything about yeah. the second half of yesterday, I yeah. couldn't fault because it just seemed that everything that was um, being put in the mix wasn't just lumped in. It was pinpoint. Everything seemed pinpoint. The passing and the, and the picking mm-hmm. out of players was just incredible. And that was all over the pitch. That wasn't just the Esh, although he obviously had the um, spotlight put on him for that. But it was Reese. Yeah, there yeah. was Chilwell. I mean, it, was, it got to the point where it was just like, I was a little bit in love with that second half, to be honest, with the way yeah, yeah. the cohesion just now all of a sudden seems to be there. Like you say, there's areas where the uh, relationships probably need to flourish a little bit more, but I'm in no yeah, doubt yeah. now that that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so just to look at the game stats, 15 key passes, obviously not all from Ziesch, but 15 key passes from from across the field. We had uh, the expected goals is a weird stat for me, but I think we had four clear cut chances and we've scored four goals, not necessarily from them, but we're not missing as many chances. We're, we're capitalising, which is something that was missing last season. Well, I think we had like um, 20 shots yesterday, didn't we? And I always think we like, did, yeah, 20 shots to that like nine. nine on target or uh, something. Six. Six they had, we had nine on target, yeah. Yeah, and I just think, well, that is exactly... I, I, so I don't care if you're having a pop and it doesn't pull off. I'd rather you have a pop because I don't like all that yeah. passing around and trying yeah. to walk it into the goal. Like, we genuinely were having good no. chances yesterday. Did you hear as well? I can't remember when yeah. it was on and Sky. Yeah, and on this occasion, obviously... Oh. oh, did I drop out again? No. Don't oh. fall off that chair, Trey. No, you're right. <laughs> Sort <laughs> them wheels out on that chair, will you? <laughs> oh, don't! I'll be gone. Um, <laughs> so I can't remember if it was on Sky or um, uh, Match of the Day, but they actually called um, Silva the Emperor of Centre Backs, and I was like, "Yeah, I, like I love it. this." Yeah, it's a bit of a Rolls Royce, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's popped up with that gold uh, Stato. Stato. You've got something to say about that goal, haven't you? Yes, mate. So, obviously, he scored yesterday, 36 years old. He's the sixth oldest player to score for Chelsea in the Premier League at 36 years and 46 days, to be precise. While only Glenn Hoddle, at 36 years, 150 days, scored his first Chelsea goal 
for the Blues at an older age than Brazilian, than the Brazilian. And so, I, uh, I don't know who those I don't know who those other others are, but well, that's something I'd to hold out. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Terry, I'd feel, hey, you, I'd, maybe Drogba. I'd feel pretty. I feel pretty comfortable saying that Silva, out of all of them, whoever they are, is probably the the fittest and most excited player of that age. In that yeah. in that category of those, of that group of players, I think you know we've said he's got another year in him. Yeah, I mean yesterday he had 120 touches, 100 successful passes. I think the um, wow the high the highest number of passes, successful passes from any Sheffield United player was like 30 ish. So <laughs> no, you know he's passing three times as much. Um, he made five recoveries and his legs four didn't fall duel. off. And his legs didn't fall off. No. Four aerial duels, one tackle, one clearance, one shot, one goal. Um, his stats have been phenomenal every single game. Um, I honestly agree with those people that were saying he was going to be too old. Nah, ridiculous. Uh, uh, he's literally, I, I don't look at him and think he's 36. Like the way he just mm. is running Do, do you know what proves he's that, he's that sick, yeah, is that... He made one mistake against West Brom, and that, and unfortunately, we got we paid for that. And but that was Ricky's fault for mentioning in the last took, pod that he didn't make any. It took one the mistake to improve, like to improve on and not slip back down. And since then, he ain't fucked up. No, and that well, Rick said it in the last no. one, and then he did make a mistake in this one. So as soon as I saw it, that was Ricky getting the blame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it, even... it was a minor. It was a minor mistake. It was just that first ten minutes when we were under the gosh. Yeah, but I don't even, I wouldn't even say that was even I wouldn't <laughs> even say that was solely his mistake though. That was more of a collective thing because the whole team was asleep for the yeah. first 10, 15 minutes. Pretty pants for the first 10 yeah. minutes. I think yeah, I agree with that. When you yeah. look when you look, if you go back a year or two, and when we had this ridiculous rule about not signing over 30, oh, 30 whatever yeah. it was, or only one-year extensions and all that nonsense. Yeah. They've looked at him and seen what he brings to the table. He's the improvement. He, if you take him out of that back five, we're still struggling. No matter how good Chilwell and mm. Mendy have been, if you take Silver out of that back five, that back five starts to struggle again. Like, it's so important. Well, it's, he's it, there it's, as much as it's possible. A, it was a big drop off. He's, yeah, he is that. He is, he is that he's good. that good. So he's that good. He, he brings that good. he brings the level up so much. But interestingly, even though he made a hundred passes yesterday, um, in terms of pass completion percentage, he was third highest on our team. Hmm. First now, with nine, 93.6% was Edward Mendy, oh. and. Just a quick moment to talk about him. Um, how good is it having a keeper who's throwing the ball out really quickly and putting us on the front foot as soon as possible? No pissing them out. Passing yeah. it out, passing it out, waiting for the box to clear, passing it to a centre-back and then having to build with 100 passes all the way forward to just spot the chance to counter, to throw the ball out. And it was clearly, as his stats show, his passing, whether it was from his foot or his hand, was going to Matt most of the time as well. Mm. So I, I, I don't think that's been said enough. I think a lot of people look at Kepper as the, you know, a keeper that was signed for distribution over goalkeeping. But Mendy's got an incredible 
like ability, uh, with, you know, with his hands in terms of saving, saving things. I can't but tell you how confident I am with him there. I was so oh, gutted so that we were that we were so asleep for that first ten minutes yesterday yeah. because that goal wouldn't have happened if everybody was switched on from the beginning. And I was so gutted. I really wanted him to get just another one. Another we never know it was yeah. going to happen at at some point. You just yeah. don't want it to be bloody McGoldrick at Sheffield United. Nah. <laughs> well, I just think you know he hasn't he hasn't had enough credit for distribution and that's something I was really pleased to see yesterday and Stato come at us mate what you got yeah the best <laughs> save percentage in the Premier League after eight games yeah so Edouard Mendy is first with 85.7 percent yeah and you got second you got Burnt Leno at 75 percent which is a 10 percent over 10 percent difference difference and then obviously third Carl Darlow is 73.6 but and we think going from someone that fifty four point something. Who did sorry? Someone that sat. Keppel was like less than sixty percent. Wasn't he? Sorry. Bottom of all the European leagues, most most yeah. different stat. Keppel was sat in the bottom ten. I'd like to yeah. think there's not someone now. now we've like got someone hoping, after eight yeah. games is sitting over ten percent between yeah. first and second. In he's gone percent. from the yeah. That's a huge, that's a, that's a huge jumper. I just, I'm so um, happy. Yeah, it's great to have him. It's great to have him on board, isn't it, Big Ed? I, I just, yeah, I couldn't be happier with the with the back five as we can call them. I think is uh, pretty yeah. amazing. So then um, the silver goal was celebrated, lovely, and we then went on, and Werner probably should have scored four minutes before he did score. Um, another wonderful ball through from Ziyech. Uh And he's raced onto it, tried to lob the keeper and just misjudged it, I think. I wasn't sure if it got a nick at the time um, off the keeper's fingertips. But at that point, a lot of forwards, I think in the 80th minute or around the end of the game, tiring, having put in a shift, miss a chance like that, they probably go missing, some of them, don't they? And then a few minutes later, that, that chance falls to him, literally falls to him. And I'd like to point out as well, because of our high press, you know, in the last yes. 10, 15 yeah. minutes, we're still pressing, which was great to see because, you know, we've, we've, we can keep up the press for 45 minutes and whatever. We're starting to now see it more sporadically throughout the course of the 90 minutes at the right times. And to have that energy yeah. left in the tank and to have nice. made the right substitution. He lashed it as well, didn't he? Absolutely lashed it. it. And it was first time. No hesitation. Yeah. Sure, the keeper wasn't. And smashed it. And I, I think, you know, I don't don't know if anybody's got anything else to add on Werner. But it was just good to see him score that from open play um, centrally. I just think he's a real... He's what you call a real centre-forward. He just... I when he plays through know. the middle or when he positions through the middle, if he's coming in, for, he's on the shoulder of the last man. And that's what a centre-forward should be doing. He's reacting to that final ball. And as soon as that final ball's left, he's gone. And when you're a centre-half and you're side-on and you're running back to your own goal, if you've got someone at the back of you who's that quick, who knows when to go, who's watching you, you ain't got a chance getting back. If he can finish, it's a goal. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, impressed. I'm really impressed with his work rate since, since oh, he works time now. Off. Yeah, yeah he really works hard. And like you said, Ash, um, you know, you could get to that point in the game and drop off a little bit. 
he just constantly mm -hmm. seems like he just he's he's always ready. He's just he's always willing to get and he will have a goal. And with that, literally lashed it like as well as he does his penalties. Like no hope. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, just I think there's so much positivity and. And not that negativity that you do see. Um, you... <laughs> <laughs> right, Jabba. Um, but I think with Jabba, it, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just lovely that actually uh, there's not many negatives in the last few games now. I think we're now Agree. literally. Back Agreed. To the I don't think there is one, is there? No, there probably isn't. I think we've got we've got we've, we've got uh, you know a keeper and backline that people won't want to play against now. We've got width from Reese and Chilwell and Ziesh that people won't want to defend against. And we've still got talent through the middle. Mason Mount, um, Kai Havertz come back in. All areas of the pitch look dangerous at the moment. And so that's what you want to see. You've still yeah. got you've still got Pulisic to come back. Yeah. And only one conceded. Um yeah. Pulisic is yeah. nowhere near yeah. full fit. It's no good. Near. It's good. Yeah, me and you thought that he, that this was all a bit of a rose that he'd have been on the bench for this game. But I then thought it turned, he would have. Well, yeah, it then that. turned out that he hadn't even been training. Hamstring. Um, I'm kind of pleased because I think, in a way, we would have ended up getting yeah. him fit to go on international okay. duty, which would have been awesome. And the handy, exactly. And the handy thing is, if he's got a hamstring injury, he's not going on international duty. Yeah. So he's going to have a rest. He can just. He can get ready for when everyone else is back for Newcastle. It is Newcastle next, right? And he'll be ready yeah. for he'll be ready for the Newcastle game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Probably I'm, won't start, I don't think. But no, I think it's probably going to be better off do, slowly managing that one, don't you? I think yeah. slowly managing him now is is crucial because what we don't want is for this to happen again. Every time he looks like he's ready to come back, something he's else will happen. Six to him. seven weeks, then he's out for six seven weeks. He yeah. comes back. Up another little niggle, yeah. Just, just even if he treats it similar to the way he does silver, you just pick and choose the games that he plays, yeah. Um, I'd we've got the luxury of it want. now, yeah. We've, yeah, got, we've got the got luxury of it. I mean, it was such a worry that I think, know, I think he's a go on, Jordan. Yeah, I was just gonna say, oh, sorry. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we see. No, I was just saying, yeah. like, it's nice to not, like you just said, it's nice to have not that worry of, oh, like we did last season, where it's like, we've, you know, we haven't got Pudisic, and then we've got to, like, relate, re rely on William and Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like, Pudisic got injured. I, I want him to come back 110% fit when he next plays. I don't want him to be playing half a tank. Yeah. Like, but so you know, Verner's. We're lucky enough to have that versatility in my in our the team. Thing is, it's mate, nice to have. Yeah. Go on. You bring up a very good point about versatility, and that leads on to that leads me back to the players that we've signed. And you, you all we got to do, just look at the players that we've signed. They're all upgrades. Mm. Yeah. They're all upgrades. Every single one well, of them is an upgrade. The what we had. Didn't we? They've all slotted in and have just yeah, been. Yeah, there's no back of Yoko's. There's no Danny Drinkwaters. Yeah. Um, it's all no. clear. It's all clear upgrades. It's strength. It's strength from the squad. It's... I think as well is is because now that yeah. our, our squad depth feels that much better and and with better quality. 
um, you can call on anyone at this point and you can expect them to do a job. Mm. Um, and I think that's the difference, which is why I think that we do have that luxury to, to make sure that Pooley is 100% fit. Nobody wants to see him coming in and out and it's just, no. it's going to be a confidence knock for him if that happens. Absolutely. I think, yeah, and like we said earlier, there are so many games to play. He is going to get a lot of games this season, but he has to be fit and properly fit because we don't have to rush him. It's not where we're, you know, we've lost Hazard and no one else can cover him. Do you know what I mean? Like we've already said, it's now we're at a point where actually we've got a perfectly acceptable person now or player there that can do that job. And it's a great position to be in. You bring up a really good point there as well about a lot of games. And there's a, every time we name a new team or the, the new team for the new game, there's a meltdown. Yeah. Where's Callum Hudson Adoy? Where's Callum Hudson Adoy? This is why he's not playing, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Callum Hudson Adoy is 19 years old. 20 We're yesterday. The, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 20 <laughs> yesterday. You're right. Um, <laughs> but he's a kid. Yeah, and we've got we're going to have so many games this season. He's going to have plenty of times to play. But the key for Callum is when he gets his chance, he can't sixty seventy percent take it. If he no. wants to be starting on the left or the right, he needs to be a hundred percent every time he's playing, and that's the pressure he's under. He needs to perform. I was going to say plays. that's the only downfall with having this luxury is that if you're called upon. You You've got to be to bang. Work. You've got yeah. to be on it. You've yeah. got to be on it straight away from the word go. You can't. Uh, you're not going to get four say, or five games. Yeah. I will say though, it's easier for a player of his ability. You know, he's, he's talented. It's much easier for a player of his ability to come on at 60, 70 minutes or start a game with the same ten other players on the pitch who played the week before. Yeah. And getting more consistency in our in our in our in our. In our you know, our core key 11 players or whatever. And yeah, there's going to be rotation. But like I spoke about partnerships and we've all spoken about partnerships, I think we're starting to gel. There's a bit more cohesion. We're starting to understand each other. So it's going to be easier for players to come on and, and have a bit of an impact because everybody's going to know their jobs that little bit better. So I'm excited to see now that we're starting to gel and starting to bed in, I actually think we're going to start to see a little bit more from the likes of Callum hudson Doy. And I, I'm interested to see how that theory plays out. Yeah, I, I think agree. there's, I absolutely think as well, there's, there's going to be cameos to have and it's up to you whether you make your mark and make it, it that the next game hey, you take a chance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, so there, so there we've got it. We've got, we've got that 4-1 result. You know, we walk off the field, like you said, Tracy, that's 14 goals in four games with only one conceded. Now, that is the kind of form we've all wanted to see. But yeah. more importantly, we need to spend some time fawning over and just creaming myself over <laughs> that superb wizard who I'm going to go on record and say I think is probably the bargain of the season. Absolutely. Um, what was he? 37 million pounds. 33 million, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. 33, yeah. 33 million, mate. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, yesterday. We robbed him, basically. He. Um, he, um, no player has created more chances in a Premier League game this season than Hakim Z- Ziyech, uh, did this eve, uh, did last yeah. night, sorry, against Sheffield United. Uh, six chances yeah. created and got two assists. Crazy. Honestly, yeah. and he's also he was the most fouled player 
He was the most fouled player on the pitch as well. Yeah, that doesn't surprise you know, me. <laughs> yeah. um, we're, so we're so used to that, aren't we? But, but what I will say is, how important is it to have somebody drawing those fouls mm. yeah. when you've got a player like Ziyech with the dead ball delivery to make the most of it? You know, yeah. we want to be winning those fouls anywhere in, anywhere in your position half now. Yeah. yeah. Because we know that we've got an incredible delivery expert on the ball. So, I just... Oh, yeah. I just thought everything was... I, I actually thought, at the, in the first 10 minutes, like I thought with Werner, I thought he was trying... You know, he, put, he played a couple of diagonals from the right-hand side over towards Werner, and they'd gone off for goal kicks. And I thought mm. at that point, I thought, oh, like... Maybe he's going to struggle this game. Maybe we're all going to struggle. I wondered, did, yeah, those first 10 minutes, I wondered if he's ever faced anything like Sheffield United where we were playing tennis with our heads for the first 10. <laughs> I did think that. that he was thinking, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> but then he just, he just came to life. He took ownership. And, you know, he we've just said, doesn't I think, stop. talk he's about leaders. No. But we had a lot of talk about leaders and, you know, Rick mentioned it earlier on in this pod. And I think in the media and amongst fans, I think there's been a lot of talk about us lacking leaders for a while. Obviously, we've got Thiago Silva in as a leader. But um, in terms of leading by example, stepping up when it matters and grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and saying, you know what? We're better than this. I'm better than this. I'm going to make something happen. Not only and that. And he did that. He did Frank- that. And it, Frank, in his um, in his post match interview, actually says he cannot tell you what a consummate professional he is, and and how he's got such a oh, great sure. personality, and and that he actually is a really good influence. So the fact that he's like that behind the scenes to then lead by example, yeah, to then lead by example on on the pitch as well. I mean. Everyone can look up to him. And I mean, I always forget, I think he's quite 27, isn't he? I think he looks mm. younger, so like, I just feel like he's fallen into kind of the youth part of it. But he actually isn't. He's now one of the oldest in the team. But um, if you've got that and, and, and everyone's looking up to you and, and your work ethic is, is something that everybody is admiring, that is just great news for us. His mentality yeah. is... Yeah, quality. definitely. He, he just looks the business. He was annoyed that we didn't score more than four yesterday. Yeah. And he said he ain't afraid to ping these balls around. Oh, yeah, around. you can see. And like, he said he ain't afraid to just keep pinging these balls. No, and, and like we said do. with... Um, yeah. And like we said with the first with the goal we conceded, he was screaming at Kante, organising. Mm. That's leading on the pitch. And then he's putting, putting this ball. You know, he can put it on sixpence from wherever, can't he? Mm. Um and yeah, his first thought is forward, looking in behind. And Werner's going to make the most of that as well. So it's just... It, yeah, the, she could it, find my the, dad the, and I haven't like, seen him for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You should tweet that. That's a tweet. Uh, I, think, I think Jordan that might have just tweet. taken the, uh, the comment of the pod, though, off of Rick. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, my Christ, life, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's such but a yeah, testament so... now that um, I made I actually made a joke of it in the last pod about how Frank finally has a smile back on his face and it's lovely to see him happy. But again, yesterday he was gushing about yeah. CS as much as we are, and the balance was good. Yeah. More importantly, like he said, we'd really worked hard on set pieces. That was a major flaw of ours last season. Um, 
and you know if yeah. it's all paying off i mean we don't know we could go in bloody after the international break and go and get smashed by newcastle but um it feels like it's coming together nothing is a given in our league and um i think even yesterday a few people were worried about sheffield united despite the fact that yeah because yeah but i think um I'm feeling really confident and I'm not going to be crazy and say that we're going to win the league or anything ridiculous like that. But we keep going how we're going. We are definitely going to improve on last season. That's my ultimate feeling is that there's so much to give. And yeah. I think that it's, I don't know, just I feel really happy that things seem to be coming together. And what more can you ask? This is what we all wanted. We wanted the back yeah, to I don't think any of us can fault it at the moment, and it's good to see. You know, it's what you want to see. I just while we're talking about Ziyech, there was a lovely, lovely little moment where Reese James controlled the ball in the air and took, I think, four touches, keeping it up off the floor. Four little keepy uppies as he progressed. Oh forward, yeah. <laughs> put, put the ball on the floor, played it into Ziyech, who then rolled the ball back. And toe poked it forward to get past oh, his man right on the touchline. Down the line, yeah. Oh, and it was just that moment, and that was the moment for me yesterday where I really missed Stamford Bridge the most. Oh. Not the goals, just that bit, because you know, seeing that, everyone's and and Ziyech is that sort of player that he's whether he's standing over a, a, a free kick or a corner, or whether he's controlling a ball and about to go past the man, it's going to be like Hazard. He's going to get us up on our feet. I mean, depending on where you, you sit, you're probably on your feet most of the game, most of us anyway. But <laughs> he's going to, you know, he, he makes you lean forward. He's that sort of player. He makes you lean forward. Anything can happen. Well, it's like um, I said about um, just... not being at the bridge to see Silver. Imagine that yesterday yeah. when he scored. That would have been absolute carnage, oh, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would have been yeah, going mental. Carnage, yeah. But I feel, I feel yeah. sad that like... We're, we're not not only are we not experiencing it, like we have six new signings who have no idea what the bridge sounds like. Exactly. Mad. Absolutely mad when you put it like that. Yeah, no idea how crazy we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're gonna have to probably wrap it up now. We've um we've eulogized over Ziesh enough for the <laughs> podcast. Um but uh, thank you, guys. Um, your insight, as always, is appreciated, respected, and admired. I'm just glad we're going into international break now. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, it is annoying. It upsets the flow a bit, but... Like it sucks said, it's gonna give us a chance to get Nobody pretty... wants it. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't have put it exactly uh, like that. No. Um, <laughs> you nearly fell off your yeah, chair. Like, we're going to go into... <laughs> We're going to go into the international break. Like we say, next up, we've got, we've got Newcastle. So hopefully we get through international break, injury-free, and we can regroup and build on the momentum and form that we've you know, clearly put hard work in on the training but, ground for. But, so, um, oh, go on, mate. But Don't forget, Newcastle do normally turn into, a, normally turn into prime Barcelona yeah. when we play them at St. James's Park. So that's going to yeah. be a tough game. Yeah, it's not going to be easy by so any stretch. So is Sheffield United, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so is Sheffield United. I don't know, Newcastle, man, year after year. Well. 
year after year, Newcastle. We've got some, well, we got some decent games coming up, man. Yeah, we really have. Who's after Newcastle, by the way? We've got Newcastle, then we've got Stad Rene away, then we've got Tottenham at home, then we've got some Villa away, and we have Leeds. Oh, dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds. That's on your birthday, Ash. I wanted us all to be there for Leeds. That's gutting. Oh, sick. Well, maybe we can do a call for it. allows us to come out of lockdown. Oh, Yeah. Well, it's, it's meant to end the day before, isn't it? It's meant to end the day before. Not happening. Lockdown. We'll <laughs> see. No, but anyway, thank you again, guys. It's been uh, a pleasure, as always. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank um, you for having us. Yeah, thank you, mate. That's all right. I didn't really get a choice, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to everybody listening, thank you for listening again. Thank you for joining us on our twitter and insta and everything please continue to like subscribe retweet and please 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 provide us with plenty of feedback we can only improve like the chelsea team we can only improve by practicing and trying and listening to what people tell us and you know you can be frank lampard and trust me yeah tell us trust me you'll never be as brutal as my mum (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i'd like to end on that <laughs> <So>. <laughs> thanks mum uh, keep the blue flag flying eye see you soon love you guys